Hi, I'm Jacob. Hi, I'm Kevin, and you're listening to Loss of Lieutenants, an Infinity the Game podcast aimed to educate, inform, and entertain. Hello, and welcome back to Loss of Lieutenant. On today's show, we'll be recapping a recent tournament we attended, discussing some of the Season 10 changes, and in our main segment, the Lieutenant role, the all-important decision, field or ball. But first, I'd like to introduce a new host we have on the show. Hey! Hey! Jacob, he's, um, he's a gentleman that is relatively new to the Infinity. I, I, I would say, I'll, I'll go through in a second, I'd say I'm probably the newest war gamer in... In at least the Finity scene. Okay, yeah. I mean, you've been at pretty much every tournament that I've been yeah, at. Because I've been going real hard as soon as I began. You certainly have. So, all right, well, without further ado, Jacob, why don't you introduce yourself and tell our listeners how you got into Wargaming and how you got into Infinity? Yeah, so I think, like everybody, uh, got exposed to Wargaming through Games Workshop sometime during primary school. I don't know why, but I never asked for wargaming for a present or for my parents or anything. So I just really annoyed the clerks by going in and looking at the codexes of the open copies and trying to steal as many free models and paints as I could. And then when I got into high school, I met some friends who were wargaming, who were, they, uh, one had Necron, another one had Tau. So I bought about $100 worth of catechins at the time. Oh, yeah. uh, and I think I we played one game which involved putting, putting them on my friend's tile floor, probably rolling dice for half an hour and then never touch them again. I, I always stayed interested in the, the fluff and things like that. I read, I read the read the read some of the books, um, even when so far as recently hunting some of them down to reread them, uh, but didn't touch it until uni. And my luck continued with trying to find people to play uh, wargaming with, where. Uh, a friend of mine was in the tabletop wargaming club at university, wanted to do a Mordheim game. Which university was this? Monash University. Okay. Yeah, so you're uh, from, you grew up in Melbourne and you went to university at Monash. Yeah, from prim- primary school through till now, it's been Melbourne. Yeah, so I, I met, uh, he was uh, part of the table, the tabletop group. Went to play Mordheim with him and a bunch of his friends. Uh, who was? Uh, um, are they still around? Are they still around gaming? Do you, do you talk to them? Oh no, let's not go into that. That's <laughs> um, yeah, a whole sordid affair. Mordheim game never happened, and I ended up with a whole bunch of beastmen because obviously no one's going to sell you like one beastman minotaur and one uh, one gore and all that sort of thing. So I ended up with an army. Luck continued with war gaming, where I think I've, the number of games I played of fantasy i could probably count one hand then fantasy world died yeah and yeah and that, that, yeah. that was, oh, that was cut and then i think i played two games of ninth age and i don't think i touched it for the and that was throughout all of university that's i probably played maybe seven games with my war with my warhammer fantasy ninth age army um so i didn't touch i didn't touch war gaming um until i got my first proper job i was sitting i was sitting it was probably like three o'clock in the morning at one point and i thought to myself i'm making money i can actually war game now and i decided at that point after probably a decade of just not doing it 
um, I was going to start play, start wargaming. Got a f- couple 40k mod- models of the Thousand Suns, then they got redone. So I had a whole bunch of old models that weren't being sold anymore. And then I was on a on like a, a tour as part of my work with one of um, friends from Canberra. And he showed me the Infinity models. And I remembered seeing them in the store. And for whatever reason, I was... For someone who never played a single, like, pretty much any war games, I was, for whatever reason, a snob and didn't want to look at the Infinity models. But as, okay. soon, as, but as soon as my friend had shoved in my face, I was like, oh, shit. Can you oh. remember the what store was it in Canberra? Uh, I think it was... Mo- oh, no, no. Uh, so we were we were on a bus doing this um tour thing of uh, of our work so we were looking at a whole bunch of different facilities and we were just on the bus killing time and uh, i was talking about wargaming and he was like oh, i play infinity i was like oh what's infinity okay. and he showed me showed me all the, all the models for it showed me the boot like i think that was the first thing that got me into infinity i was look, i finally decided to take a look at the models i was like oh wow these are really sexy miniatures can you remember what miniatures were the first ones you saw oh I think really he went and showed me um, the bootleg models. Okay. Uh, for for whatever reason, he really really wanted to show me that he wasn't sexist and into sexy models, which I could go on. Well, some of the bootleg models are pretty sexy. I think if I remember. The... No, but he was he was like these are the old models and they got gotten a lot better recently. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, so I he mean... was just making sure that you weren't going to be offended by the yeah, but thing. by by him <laughs> having having a game with sexy models in that's, it in uh, it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and then yeah, so he was in Melbourne. Uh, he was in Melbourne for about six months, uh, and I just threw myself into, I threw myself into Infinity. I got into the buy swap cell, put out the feelers for an Aleph army. A guy came back to me. If you're listening, you gave me a great deal and you let me do this hobby. It was uh, almost every single in uh, Aleph model for about two forty. Yeah, right. Um, posted, and then just started playing i started uh, i played a game with another friend i met and just put out the feelers at work and found someone who played infinity where was this where were you playing house of war it was, it was the first time i actually okay. went into and when, house when was, of war. Uh, how long ago was this now two years okay and i would honestly if someone asked me probably say i've been war gaming for two years because <laughs> okay. everything else was just a failed start that yeah just yeah just left sort of a sour taste so Infinity's got you. After yeah, and Infinity will be what I probably can. I no, I will consider my first war game. Yeah, it's after like 10, 15 years of yeah of, uh, of desperately wanting to to, uh, to war game. War gaming trying to get its claws into you. It got it with uh, with some sexy, not sexy miniatures. From yeah, in, in in quotes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I I just like the the ghost in the shell feel of Aleph. I really loved the Azura at the time. Loved the new one even more. And yeah, just started playing with um, a friend. He unfortunately left, but then I met you guys and everyone mm-hmm. else who's been on the podcast. And part as uh, it's going to sound stupid, but part as my New Year's re- resolution was to go to as many Infinity tournaments this year as I could possibly manage. Um, especially after I missed out on this year's CanCon, so I've just been going really hard and trying to learn the game and have as much fun and meet as many infinity players as possible all right well that's great so anyway in the next segment we'll we're just going to have a quick uh run over some latest cb news yeah the uh the all the mysteries that they're throwing at us right now yeah they've uh, been pretty 
I like what CB's been doing so far. Yeah. Uh, what? Turning I, I, Pano into the Inquisition from 40k. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was a little bit of that sort of the burn the Xenos sort of post they, they put up last week, but I think that's I think it's that's interesting. Yeah. I mean I mean I mean, especially with the um the third offensive book and all the pictures that have come out with it, I feel like it is going to be uh, did you did you it's did you be... did you play Paradiso? I never played played it played it. No, no, uh, no. That was after I got into it, and yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, I I think I've got a PDF of it somewhere, but I don't. I've never really looked through it. Uh, I know that there's a wealth of um, mm. fluff in there that I should really get down and read. But yeah, I got I got one of the RPG, and I was gung ho to read it, and I opened it and just stopped. Don't know why. Yeah, so hopefully this this will be uh, this will be great for the to I guess progress move the story onwards. Yeah. I think that's really good when a, a company that's living in essentially a fictional world that we play a game in, you know, decides to move to like to look to move the story forward rather than just sitting in a, in a stagnant like time capsule. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, I th- every 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 war gamer who sort of goes the general path of games workshop stuff and then gets sick of games workshop and looks for something else um has experienced a storyline that's been stagnant for years mm-hmm. and who knows who knows what um what will happen with that but yeah Culver's belly have been really pushing an actual storyline you've got uprising that happened well, they, you, they, you they, they, Kess, they before that you had Kodali with the with the paradiso yeah and they even had um they, they brought out like little mini uh, missions when they um, started scrapping the French response team mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. models. Scrapping's and, a scrapping's a strong word. Yeah. Well, I mean, they 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 they've taken a break from producing them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which no, is no, no. which which is good because I actually have a friend who who plays them. So I'm glad they're not just burning bridges. Um, burning bridges with people. There have been three pictures on the Facebook that have come out four if you include the picture of just the, the book there's the one that's the templar the mm-hmm. the um teutonic knight talking about burning the xenos yep. that sort of thing then there was i did think you, it was a bag did you ching one no i thought it was a bag mar bag mar there's a bag marie one but then yeah. there was a new ching one as well that i noticed that was the, the third one it was yellow and had like a an invincible on the on the cover but the, no the, but no but uh, yeah that, that's, that's that's a yujing one but that's yeah. kodali saying it Oh yeah, it's a Kodali okay. quote, yeah, and it's her talking about how the EI is going to sepsorize the rest of the world. Yeah, oh um, yeah, that was the the Bag Marie one was the one that someone said that the the the, the picture in the background is like, looks like uh, Mugato from Zoolander, and after someone said that on <sighs> Facebook, I could not unsee that. So I, I don't know. It's it, it could be another like um, Paradiso campaign. It could be, I mean, N three is supposed to come out in November next year, isn't it? N four. And four, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't actually. Uh, but the that, but... the the Gen Con timeline. Oh, the big end. The big end. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But I mean, I know that the. I mean, I'm pretty confident. It looks like the parties were book. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I love that the you know parties was in a jungle. The Xenotech season ten front cover is a jungle setting. So mm. there's and then then they've been talking about. I mean, have you seen the season, the season ten cover? If you download the PDF, the front cover of it is like yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like it's like a, like, a, like a kind of like a ruined very, very green foresty, yeah. right? So there's that party. So we're setting a kind of that sort of um, a jungle looking stuff. 
Hmm. And the Templars talked about killing the Xenos. So, you know, you're talking combined. But also it's, it's interesting that they're talking about the Xenotech. The Xenotech is looking for a... Pat, like an old, I think, believe an old pano or old. Um, it's like it's kind of like it feels to me like like hunt like search for the holy grail. Oh, uh, that's what, that's what it, it's to me. That's what it sounds like. It's like it sounds like he's looking for the holy grail. And that's that that's the fluff that you get when you actually buy like the season ten book that comes with that. Yeah, well, fluff I haven't read it. that much of it, but I mean, just from just from gathering from the um, from the little excerpt in the season okay. ten book and from these quotes, it's like uh, yeah, mm. Camelot. Yeah. You know, it, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting interesting if they see if they pull the same as um oh, what was the event called the was it the alive group yeah, that was the yeah. halfway between halfway in um oh season 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 eight. oh what was the season nine one season nine was one we just did that was uprising yeah what was it what was the one where they took um a bunch of models can't be used in ITS oh that was that was treason as well yeah that yeah. was the beginning of treason I'm, I'm wondering I'm wondering, I'm wondering if they're gonna do Something else. In I would be surprised if CB do something similar yeah. um, to change things up and to upset people. Because yeah. I think don't sepsorize any ALF models, okay? <laughs> well, I'd be. I'd. I'd um, I'm just getting into combines, so I've heard a few people rumor that there might be a re uh, a new Kodali sculpt coming out. Oh. Um, so I'd be pretty excited if they do if they do that. And then I'll also heard someone say that maybe they're bringing back the extra. Extra. Uh, the alien oh, race that was in like N two or N one or something like I've... that, but. You're talking uh, to someone who's yeah, hardly I, I, touched N3. It's only like secondhand information from other people that you know knew that were playing the game when X-Ray was around and all they ever talk about is a tag that uh, has got AD. Oh, the, the yeah, the, um, what's it called? The, the Cascuda. Uh, Cascuda, like yeah. Yeah, it could come down and destroy stuff around it. It, felt, it sounded very 40k to me, but maybe, maybe they'll come back. So uh, I guess we've got that, and then we've got the Varuna that are coming out. Mm. Um next and another pano sectorial another pano sectorial so anyway uh the the the, the dossiers look really great and the latest news i heard about them was that they're gonna have knights on bikes which i don't know how i feel about that oh look on, honestly uh when i saw the what's the alien race called the aquatic the oh aquatic dudes. god i don't remember um they remind me of something from doctor who though and they, re- they remind me from the um the aquatic thing from hellboy i i, I i'll be honest i sort of uh, I I don't know. I I like the idea of uh, of another like alien race that's kind of conscripted, and uh, from a fluff point of view, I think it would be quite interesting to if they have um you know how they've got like Krakot renegades and like they might you know like yeah. have some kind of mercenary unit that might be these um renegade yeah. freedom fighter type 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 guys. But yeah. um, I don't know. I'm I'm not super into the the fish people design. No, okay. Um, but we'll, we'll see we'll see what they do them. If I mean if if they put them in enough armor, I'm sure they'll look. I'm sure they'll look sweet. Well, I don't know um, if they're going to have much armor, but I think they're going to, you know, they're going to play yeah. as, a, I guess, a kind of war bandy kind of unit, those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, and the other the other rumor was that they were going to change orcs. Yes. To make them a bit more popular. Well, they're going to have this special character orc now called Patsy, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and just Patsy the orc. It's just, it's the, the, oh, wow. Every time I say P, it really, it really just goes P. So I think I need to back off from this mic a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. New mic. Just getting used to it. Um, yeah, Patsy the the orc. So I, I, from the sounds of things, I, I love the look of the orc. So when I first started playing the game, I was looking mm. at like cool looking models. I saw the orc, I thought, oh, that looks really cool. And then it was like nobody uses them because they're 
so vanilla and they're not worth a coin compared to what yeah. else is available it's, on the panel. It's, it's, inter- it's interesting that the flavor in Infinity is so great. That's, that's something that's just boring is yeah. seen as not worth it. I mean, yeah, there's points cost, um, like value for money. No, <laughs> sorry, well, I can just cut this bit out. So I'm just going to adjust my microphone because it's yeah. There we go. That's all right. I can find that and cut that. All right. Sorry. Yeah. On you go. Oh, yeah, it was, also, it was. It was. While, while we're taking a little bit of a break, yeah. um, if you're uncomfortable in that chair, by the way, I can no, give you a cushion. I'm, I'm great. Um, um, it's it does creak a bit, so either you can put your, you know, you can. I can give you another chair. I, I'm 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 more trying to make sure that I. No, no, my don't, mic's don't, okay. Don't worry about that too much. You yeah. sound fine. Um, but yeah, be comfortable. Like your back's a bit. I just I just know that they, it does creak, creak a bit. So if you want to try another chair that's not so creaky. Uh, yeah, sure. I could actually. I might just. Pop. Take it off a pause. There we go. Yeah, sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. Yeah, just getting him a chair that creaks a lot um, less. Anyway, yeah. So th- it's it's interesting that there's so much variety in Infinity that something that's plain, like the Orcs and before the uh, the Raichu, just being plain makes you bad. And I understand that because there's so many like really nice rules and nice models out there that the other two that th- those two and i'm sure there's more examples just sort of don't tickle anybody's fancy if, the, if you want plain you want cheap i think so i feel like you know like uh, i think of like something like kisotsu or, or like moderators uh, or, or, or anything yeah or they're great because they're there's no frills and they're like 10 points you, you'll take them but you look at mobile brigada who are like 40 points and you're like i'd rather take riot girls oh yeah and of course, they're, they're the of course price, you would pretty much but they're you know, but they've got, they're more flavorful. Oh, yeah. I mean, you only lose one armor. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a pr- pretty much covering the CB news. We, we'll, I guess the new Hack Islam remotes are coming out soon. I'm pretty excited for. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, uh, you Hack know, it's a moment of silence for the chicken bots. Uh, yeah, no, I'm really gutted because obviously I, I had all my stuff stolen back in July, so I lost all my chicken bots. So I'll, if I'll, I want to rest, rest, restart Hack Islam, I'll yeah. have to restart them with the new stuff, which is fine because I will hold out, hold out for Rama. They're, they're pretty nice, the new No, ones. they're nice, yeah. I, I'm concerned that CB are kind of like drip feeding us hack and then I'm just going to do a really small release when Rama comes out because I don't know if they know quite what they're going to do with it yet. I mean, I, I'm not complaining. We've had some pretty awesome models come out hmm. in the last... 12 months for for hack but yeah i'll I'll, uh, I'll hold on that's the one thing well we'll move on after this but uh that's one thing I'd, i kind of wish cb and cover spelly wouldn't do is drip feed their releases i wish there was like a month of alef or a month of hack islam so everybody can get their fill at once but mm. i i don't know i mean i think they've probably got the issue with people having armies liking their army and then having all their models and so they don't have so they're not spending money or something I'm not... yeah i mean there's it's interesting they haven't they released any two and they haven't come out with a few sculpts there yet like for instance Raul specter i mean i which, mean which is not a bad thing because i i like the fact that it um that hmm. it promotes people to kit bash or to use you know other models <laughs> yeah. to represent them so it looks different but uh you just know that if they do ever release Raul specter it that's gonna be a very popular model on the table for both uh, yeah. Starko and Tunguska. Yeah, but, yeah, no, uh, yeah. no, definitely. All right, so we'll move on to tournament. Tournament, yeah. So Eastern Uprising recap. So on Saturday, the sixth of October, I hosted my second tournament, Eastern Uprising two, at House of War in Ringwood. 
It was uh, they had 16 players, 300 points, three rounds. The rounds were acquisition, hunting party, and highly classified. So Jacob and I were both at it. I was TOing, so I wasn't planning on playing, but we ended up having 15 people show up, so I jumped in as a 16th person, which was fun, a little bit hectic for me having to... How did you know, how did you do like how, how did buyers work in a tournament like is it just a random person? Well, yeah, uh, it's usually it's usually random random for the first round, then it's like bot, whoever's bottom for yeah, the, the uh, two following rounds. But I didn't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, it's a three round tournament, so I don't want someone to like pay twenty bucks, drive however far, and then only get two rounds. So I was happy to jump in. I, yeah. You know, I, I enjoy playing. It was just going always going to be a lot bit more. Yeah. I mean, in, work for me to uh, play my game answer questions and then fill in the yeah. the results all the while trying to drink beer and have a good time so yeah. but i did it was a, it was a really good time I so you find you find in a bigger tournament like cancon and stuff people will love you sorry people will love you for having buys because they get hung over between the first and second days <laughs> well yeah, so what happened in Briz, that what happened when briscon i think three people were begging for the buy yeah okay yeah no that that's a good point yeah i, yeah, I, maybe. I, I think what the, i think the most hungover guy got the buy <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well that, that that's a good point but what we'll do is we'll we'll just do back and forth you and me. Yeah. We'll yeah. Do, so you, we'll get you to start off. You talk about your your round one. You what you know what what faction you played, who your opponent was, brief summary of how the game went. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've been I, I've been trying to hammer out steel phalanx for oh, probably the last eighteen months. So most of the time I've been playing infinity. Anyway, so the the yeah the first round was acquisition. I was playing. I, th- I think it was, was it Matthew, Matthew or Mitchell. I think it was Matthew. Matt Matthew. Yeah. There's yeah. A, there's a Matt and Matt Matthew Bester. He was playing Eugene. Yeah, Eugene, yeah. Eugene player. That's right. Uh, playing acquis- uh, uh playing acquisition. So my army was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a single combat group. Hector with a Myrmidon team. Another Myrmidon team with Ajax officer and the spitfire uh, a gamer warcore and a engineer thrakatai with a yardbot attached which was not really for acquisition it was more for hunting party but i, I only got trust two lists okay yeah so you your two lists you did one for hunting party and acquisition and then your other list was just for highly classified is that yeah true? i i find i find that still phalanx doesn't lend themselves to having like you, you guys talked a couple uh, it was talked about a couple of episodes ago about how to design lists and still phalanx sort of needs one designed for two missions and one designed for the other mm-hmm. uh, other missions um yeah. what, what, what roughly did matt have for his eugene army uh i remember he had uh the heavy armored crane rank crane rank hi zen or shian he kept correcting me on that one i don't know i yeah <laughs> The the, uh, the MSV two heavy yeah Shen a whole bunch of the uh, basic dudes um, you know with a heavy rocket launcher there was a hacker yeah I think there was an engineer uh, other I think one one of the invincibles with a multi rifle yeah and uh, missile bot Evo hacker bot and two Shaolin monk yeah he won the roll off for uh, lieutenant. And he decided to go second with acquisition. You know, he obviously wanted to hold the center, have second turn. Yep. So I couldn't push him off. Uh, and with that, so I, I chose for him to deploy first, give me whatever advantage I had. 
Oh, so he actually chose to go second. Yeah. Uh, got got to use the um, new bravery rules because I got two medium infantry, put my uh, engineer up close in a, a building near the center. So who's the, the engineer, the Thrakatai? Yeah, Thrakatai. Yeah. So he's a medium infantry yeah. as well as with my... Um, Marksman? Uh, I think I got to put my Ajima up just a little bit. Well, because it's what's useful about that is you use a sniper, right, or whatever. You don't mm. want them to be like necessarily a full four inches forward. You just want to be able to get as much opportunity to get to yeah. a good position. Well, I, I think the best thing is it meant that when he was on top of the building, he was against the wall of the building. He was in cover already. I didn't have to put him prone, crawl him forwards, and then stand him up to take the shot. Yeah. Uh, because he was he was like thirteen or fourteen inches uh, forward, he wasn't the full sixteen, mm-hmm. and ju- it just meant that I get that one half an order. I don't have to you I don't have to use half an order to move him up or a full order to crawl him up and then stand him up because, uh, like most snipers, the agima is pretty pretty squishy when it comes down comes to throwing down out of cover. Yeah. So how did the game go? Well, really well for me. I think uh, I think Matt was a bit of a uh, was a new, newer player, especially to the tournament scene. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like me going first. Well, that was his second tournament. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he he said that um, uh, during during the game. Guy, I think from the first tournament, so yeah, the new army. Yeah, and it was just you know me going first and having deployed second. I could you know count, yeah, you count, got double advantage. Essentially. Yeah, I got the counter deploy and just just focused on the big piece in his army, which was the high uh, end with um, HMG. I got I, I rely on my ODD, so I need to hit him dead. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good counter for Steel Phalanx as MSV2. Yeah, against against Steel Phalanx. Yeah, he just he just wrecks face. So I pretty much put I pretty much put Ajax in his face and just squashed him with the hammer. Right. Okay. Um, didn't quite get him there in the first turn. Actually, had to rely on a um, dodge to engage, and then uh, gave Matt a surprise when I rolled a fifteen and told him that it succeeded. And then it was that was that was all she wrote then. Once Ajax was in his lines, yeah, pretty much. I mean, also I I, I killed his crane second turn. That turned out to be his lieutenant oh, as okay. well. How did you kill the crane? Uh, Ajax moved up with. A Spitfire Myrmidon and an officer, and I just kept shooting at the crane. Okay. So what was the final score? It was 8-0. The only thing I didn't do was I didn't manage to activate and hold the very far right antenna. That's pretty good. Yeah. What about you? Because you were playing next to me, but I didn't pay too much attention. So my my, my first round, yeah, so acquisition... I was playing against a gentleman called uh, named David Baggerman. So I first met him on Eastern Uprising 1. He's a lovely gentleman. He was running Corregidor. My list, I was running Starco. So I, uh, my acquisition list roughly was... Uh, I had a Harris of Brawlers. So it was an MSV2 Brawler, multi-sniper, um, rifle light shotgun, uh, an assault hacker. Mm. I had a CSU Specialist Operative, Uhahu. A Stempler Zons, that's the forward observing bot. I'm always impressed that you know how to say that hacker's name. Wahoo! <laughs> uh, a Jaguar, an Alhawa hacker, Daktari, and a Clockmaker in Group 1. And in Group 2, I had a Spect- I had Spectre, a Hellcat deployable repeater, 
a reaction zoned, two aglo seals, one of them being my lieutenant, sort of play a hide lieutenant game, an airman dino, and a war corps. So that was 300 points in success of BC. What do you want? Oh, you want my left? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, you want to read it too? Um, I need the other side of that paper so I can actually. Rem- oh, all that's all right, go for yeah, no, it. I know, I know, I'm, I'm going to admit my ignorance here. I don't know enough about um, Nomad, so he just he was just speaking Chinese to me at okay, that point. Okay, well, for the listeners out there who hopefully know what what Nomads are, I'll yeah. go. I'll just like just briefly just go. Over I know enough. What, what what David's list was? He he was running a limited insertion Corregidor list. Um, so he had an intruder multi sniper rifle, a Jaguar, two Tomcats, a doctor and an engineer. Three a three core brigada with an HMG hacker and his lieutenant. Wait, a three core? So a three man core. Oh, okay. Um, an assault hacking bandit, a cyclone fireback, and an agro seal foreign observer. I think that was it. It was limited insertion. So, uh, so I won the roll off and like to go first. Um, I figured if I could just alpha strike with Raul, then. You know that would be fine. What what was the expensive part in his list? Well, that's that's what I was. That's what I was like. Was like when I saw it, I was like, okay, he must have something off the table. And then he was like, no, no, it's limited insertion. And I was like, everything's there. And the other thing as well is he he actually put both his tomcats on the tables as well. He didn't he didn't hold them. So he had ten models on the table. He had yeah he had uh, eight cam uh, eight models and two camel markers. One was the intruder. One was the assault hacking bandit. So um, he has two. He has two tomcats. One of the tomcats was um, holding the xenotech, and then I, I had sort of deployed with my CSU holding the holding the xenotech. Um. So yeah. So based on my plan was like I've been trying to go second for a little while, and um, because I I'm used to going first with Hack Islam, so I thought I'd try to go second. Um. That was the last tournament I played. I didn't do very well, so I thought I'll just go back to what I would know best. I'll just go first. I'll strike. I'll strike first. I'll strike hard. I tried to. Hmm. And then the rest, and the base, like once I'd like crippled them, the idea was just to push the Xenotech and my data tracker up, who was my CSU, mm-hmm. and try to just hold that center objective. Roughly what happened was Raul did his thing, landed behind his lines. So Raul's an AD trip, yeah? Yeah, Raul Spectre's the AD trip. So he landed in behind his lines and did, did a little bit of work, like killed the fireback cyclone. Dropped a few drop bears around where the intruder was. The Nasty. intruder was prone on a building, so if he stood up to take any shots, he was going to cop two drop bears. So I just kind of threw them down, and then basically moved everything else up. His turn. Oh, then he he did expose his bandit, but nothing really happened. Uh, my airman Dino fired his chain rifle, and then but nothing really nothing else really happened there. Uh, then in his turn, he basically had to sacrifice his jaguar to get rid of the drop bears. To get rid of the drop bears to save the intruder. So uh, he did put in smoke first. So at least the intruder had some smoke. So uh, but then the jaguar died. He then uh, pushed his uh, intruder out, managed to down my brawler sniper, but then got shot to death by my TR bot because I put uh, marksmanship on my, my my TR bot beforehand. So. Yeah. I, as in he took two shots one of the sniper and one no, of no, the no he managed TR. to slice the pie so well he was in he managed to slice the pie so he he shot the MSV tube brawler through smoke but yep. obviously I had smoke as well so it was like a fair exchange yeah he just got better at me than the rules yeah so dropped my uh, brawler only unconscious then he had to move out of the smoke to get a line on my TR bot my TR bot shot it 
obviously with 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 that's I mean I mean like you know it's a, not a bad exchange. I mean he had two dice needing like thirteen. What's what's the what's the BS on a was it intruder? Uh, thirteen. So BS thirteen, you know plus three neg three for for cover, <laughs> but he you know he wasn't able to throw any more smoke, so yeah. just he was just needing thirteens, but I and I was needing um plus three for range. I had marksmanship, so I wasn't bothered about cover. Yeah, so, so you. Then, so then I just, but then I just got rid of his, so his mimetism. So it's like I needed 11s on four dice. He needed 13s on two mm. dice. And I just bet him on the roll off. And because marksmanship level two means that shock, the intruder was dead. But it was a TR bot, right? So you got four shots. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. Yeah. Four shots on, th- on 11s. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I always, whenever I, I took a look at it, I always think of marksmanship as just a plus three to BS. It's just a way of thinking about it. So that's a. That's a that's a that's yeah, a ball I mean, that's a baller move to try and shoot a TR bot like that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 similar. So once his intruder was down, he then tried to put some orders, pump some orders into his um Brigada. Brigada. Um but he because he only had ten orders to play with, he like spent several on the intruder mm. and then he just didn't really have any more orders to sort of move up enough. Yeah. Um. He he tried. He sort of put some of his, his aggro seals and his tomcats into suppressive fire to stop rule from doing too much damage, which was a good move. And then, um. But essentially, the rest of the game was me throwing down smoke to move my move my CSU with the um, move my data tracker and the Xenotech to the center objective. Um. So I dropped the scanner on the way, which I nearly forgot about. Uh, healed <laughs> up the sniper and fixed the TR bot because neither of them had actually died. 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 They just gone down. And which was essentially then pinning down where the brigada could move from because they were stuck behind a bunker, so they were just yeah. sort of stuck there. Eventually, dropped the brigade HMG. Then, as as you'll discover for the next two rounds, David then failed to revive him with three roll three re rolls. So he had like a little zonbot next to the next. So to the he burnt all of his command he burnt tokens. All of his command tokens trying to revive him. So he was like rolling 15s, 17s, 19s, 20s, and he was like, ugh. Yeah, so, I know that pain. Yeah. So basically that happened. Then Raul killed a couple more models before going down himself to a lucky uh, bandit like shotgun blast. And then I dropped my Hellcat in, in the last turn to um, kill his Tomcat that was carrying the... So you had, a, you had a Hellcat hidden in like AD I, I had all a that Hellcat time? And I had two AD trips, yeah. So oh, okay. Raul came down first. So the idea was Raul would come down first, cause the mayhem, then Hellcat would come down later on as a sort of surprise. Mm. Hello? And um, I figured I needed a, I might need a medium infantry for the new classifieds, and that's the only medium infantry Starkle has access to. Yeah. So I thought I'd better as well have that. Uh, so the game ended six 0 to me. Uh, I wasn't able to achieve my classified rescue. I didn't actually realize this either. It was kind of funny. So I'd rescue as my classified, which was which is to uh, put one of your friendly models into the Kesevac state. Hmm. The only model that I had that wasn't dead was my Ermandino. And Ermandino is Fizz 14. You can only Kesevac something which is a lower Fizz than you. Nothing in my army was higher than Fizz 14. Yeah. So I tried to my CSU. My CSU couldn't do it. My Jaguar couldn't do it because he's Fizz 13. So I was like, I couldn't actually do it. So it ended up being a 6-0 yeah. um, to me, which was fine. All right. So my second round was against a guy who's pretty well known in Melbourne, Hector. And it was a mirror match. So the first Eastern Uprising... What did you call the first Eastern Uprising? I called it Zero Pain because Zero pain. I have this idea where I'll just call each of them a hacking program. Yeah, all right. I like it. Yeah, and that one we had a mirror match where we both played JSA and he won that one. And we had a mirror match today, uh, not today, in the last tournament and we were both still phalanx and he won, he won that one. Um, but 
it was a much closer uh, match with almost identical li- lists. We both had the same Hector, Machion, two Myrmidon, cha- two Myrmidons with Chain Rifle, four-man Link. I traded another Link of Myrmidons for his, uh, and he had a Link of uh, Thragatai with Thessamedes leading it. And I had... Ajax instead of Penthesilia in, uh, and a Gima Marksman instead of his Drakios. Okay. And the way the board was uh, laid out on the left-hand side uh, from my facing was a warehouse with some cars in it, some pretty decent cover. Uh, on my side in front of that warehouse was a building. I had some crates. He had, uh, I think he had another building and some like phone booth, the uh, they've got a name like holographic um, something or others. Oh, like a bellboard, like one of those. Uh, yeah, but it was like it was like a pillar. Okay, yeah. And then he had some buildings on the uh, right hand side of the board, and um, yeah, on his right hand side of the board, uh, which will be in completely inconsequential because uh, when he ended up deploying, it was entirely near that warehouse. Okay. So I got the... just like kind of bunkered up for hunting party just like you're not getting any of my specialists type thing yeah i guess i guess i guess that must have been the thought behind it um i got first turn so he surprised me because i obviously deployed first he surprised me by yeah doing that bunkering up uh so my first turn was taking out his uh thracotai link he didn't really want to deal with uh, uh thesimedia and his light rocket launcher put a wound on drakios killed a couple of Myrmidons try to get rid of that 6th level, level 2 so my sniper could do more work. Mm-hmm. And by that point, I'd pushed him to have to sort of stay in that warehouse. Uh, he took Hector around the outside of it and he, he kept trying to get my um, Ajima. I'm going to swap between Ajima and Ajima. Just kept either successfully shooting and Hector took the armor save and survived or uh, survived the armor save, probably sucked down uh, three or four orders before he died and then after that um, but after that he was still really locked into that warehouse and I think with my deployment and the way I was picking my targets I think was a little bit better throughout the game I mean it, but deployment's almost the first round of the game right mm-hmm. so I, I play I played to the way he deployed yeah by the th- by the third round I thought I might get it um, but a lucky ARO from his Machion uh, with an adhesive launcher uh, hit my uh, hit my Hector and tied up my lieutenant. And then I think in his last round he got a uh, my officer, which had Chenna Command, which I had on her for acquisition. Yeah. Um, it was it was an interesting game because with the new season ten rules, I was really keenly aware that all the characters had yeah, got an adhesive launch, launchers. Yeah. Um, so there was one point in the game where. Ajax was able to look at Hector and I announced I was going to fire at an adhesive launcher and Hector, my opponent, was... Yeah, exactly. Hector. Hector. I'm pretty sure he's even modelled his Hector he after has, himself. He has modelled his Hector on him, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and um, so I, I went, oh, I'm going to fire an adhesive launcher with Ajax into uh, your Hector, the model. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a moment of confusion of, Oh yeah, Ajax is a character, isn't he? Mm. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. So it was a really good game. As soon as we finished and we went to shake hands after the game, 
it was a, it, there was a moment we both looked at each other and just went dice. D- yeah. di- it wasn't it wasn't play style that really decided that game. Um, at the top of it, it was just a one dice roll. I mean, it's lieutenant a mirror match. That... So yeah, you're playing each other essentially, which is quite a yeah, cha- so it, like a challenge. Yeah, I mean, it it, com- it comes down to how well you how well you know and use your army. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, uh, you can play as well as well as you want. But those a sing a single crit can unwrap your, unwrap your plan, and there's not always a way to plan for it or to plan that if i get crit critted this is how i'm going to get out of the situation and succeed especially yeah. not in the last round um but what, yeah what, what was the final score that was eight one because i think i completed uh classified okay so yeah it sounded closer than it was then yeah like i said oh, sorry yeah, it, well, yeah. I, I had I, I had a had a conversation afterwards of i wish the scores represented how close the matches were Mm. um but at the same time i don't have any suggestion of how it could be yeah. scored better i find some missions they do um yeah but there are missions maybe hunting parties one of them where you can just be a just be a blowout it can, yeah. be, a, it can be a close game but the scores would be like six nil i mean in my second turn i managed to glue his hector and his uh Machion, full full knowing full well that he had a um engineer mm-hmm. but i knew it would i was hoping it would waste more orders but his engineer was a hero he just walked up engineered walked up engineered yeah right yeah you're hoping for that failed whip roll so it was a it was really really close match it just yeah dice decided it we shook hands it was great cool oh well so um <clears throat> my round two uh hunting party was against uh luke henry also known as henry luke um, what, what, what was the was that the mistake uh, that was made in the Luke first Henry episode? And there's Peter Henry and their brothers. Yeah. Uh, on Peter's Paul. One, I apologize. I kept referring to Peter as Paul, and then I think Julian may have referred to Luke as Henry. <laughs> so we ended up going from Peter Henry and Luke Henry to just Paul Peter, Henry Peter, and Paul, Henry Henry Luke. So um, yeah, so I I played Luke with his Bukunin. He also had a had a limited insertion uh, list. Uh, that I believe was it was a Kusanagi Harris. Uh, he had Zoe and Pywell, yeah, Custodier, Lieutenants, Brando, a Morlock, um, well, yeah, a, a Lunacod, and a Prowler with the adhesive launcher. So no right girls at all. No right girls. No, no, he went for the Kusanagi Harris. I, I, um, which is I've faced him before, and they're pretty, pretty, pretty terrifying. Is is that the Kusanagi with? The healer and the custodia? I believe so. I can't quite remember. Um, my list for hunting party was... So I had a, I had a core of uh, algo seals. Um, I had a lieutenant, hacker, multi-sniper, HMG, and a combi. Um, I had two lunar cods. So one of them was a heavy heavy shotgun, heavy flamethrower. The other one had the, had the glue glue cannon. The acolyte so, cannon. Yeah, so that, so that gave me four, four crazy qualities. The, the most inventive spelling yeah. of a word ever acolyte cannon it's pretty awesome uh a jaguar bandit killer hacker and a hard case combat one group one so a hard case is a, is I a I, I, you're starco yeah yeah so we, okay, we, we, yeah. we can have a hard case and they're for, for 12 points man like i very rarely so, don't use one inferior infiltrate no it? no they have ambush camo so they have two two camo tokens and uh, they have a light they have a light shock i wonder which one i'm thinking of anyway um not delame maybe i'm not sure yeah 
And then comic group number two was Spectre again, a Hellcat again. This Hellcat had an, had an adhesive launcher, so he has two, because he's also a veteran. A Clockmaker with a Zonbot, a Jaguar, Reaction Zond, Transductor Zond, and a Salu Baggage Bot. So a lot of rams. Uh, yeah, a few rams. So the idea for this list was to bunker up. So have my core up on a roof somewhere hmm. with two ARO pieces, the Lunacods around there with the crazy koalas, then use the baggage bot to just multiply crazy koalas and say, come at me. That was kind of how the plan was. And then I was going to use Raul Spectre and the Hellcat to drop in. And the Hellcat was going to shoot. the adhesive launcher. Okay, yeah. They shoot with the adhesive launcher. And then Raul, because he's got an EM2CC weapon, he can run into combat with his CC22 and EMU. So you become isolated, which does the same thing that you need to do for hunting party. So, oh. and, if he, and if he doesn't do it, then he can... Just start killing things. He can start killing things. Yeah. So I mean, and so I only I only only had, I think two specialists. I had the clockmaker specialist, and I had my hacker Aguasil. Yeah, I mean, I'll, oh, I, I, and rules a specialist as well. But because he's got no wind in cap, I was hoping that I would just like so run he, until he died. Is 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 he is he a specialist as far as he's a specialist operative? Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to go back and look at this afterwards. But I think being a specialist operative doesn't make you count as a specialist. It does. Just no, no. I think it just allows you to act as one. Well, it's still a spec. Okay. Either way, it it he can, he can push buttons in every other mission, so I think that assumes that he can he become. Maybe that's why I got to go back and look. That's at right. It. Yeah. Okay. So the plan was well, actually, what happened was he won the roll up and he elected to go first, yeah. which did kind of worry me because I like I said I did see that he had he probably had Brando, and the Kusanagi Harris. Hmm. So I just tried to bunker up as hard as I could and make it difficult for him to um to break in there. So his first turn, he he had Pywell in cover, but in clear line of sight off my Aguasil sniper. Um, so he had he had him in clear line of sight. So he what he did is he because um, Pywell as a forward observer, he triangulated fire with the combi rifle against my multi sniper, which and failed four times to kill me. Just just for people who don't know. Triangulated fires if you're a forward observer and you fire at some uh, with a yeah forward observer with a sensor forward observer with a with sensor I think yeah. it um he can fire as a full full order his burst yeah. at neg three with no other modifiers yeah so at like stupid range against something yeah. with camo so you just he was fire. hitting me on eights with three dice mm. and I was returning fire because he has um, also ODD I was returning fire I think on eights with two dice. Something like that. So that exchange went on. It didn't go well in his favor. I think I dropped Pywell twice, and then got twice him. he got his Zombot to bring him back up again. Um, unfortunately, he ended up spending all of his command tokens again on bringing Pywell back up. Oh, he up. kept failing it. He kept failing it as well, but he managed to get him up. But by then, he'd like, he only had a couple of orders left. He ended up, I think, doing a couple of other things, and then mm. just sort of stood there going, shit. Um, I think I I I I had um I was worried that he was gonna you know push forward really hard and and put pressure on me. Hmm. Um, I got away really lucky by just you know he he just he wasn't getting good dice rolls. I was getting pretty good dice rolls. That's yeah. what happened. I I actually played Luke in the first tournament, and uh-huh. I I think I think he's I think he's cursed because he also could not win a face to face roll to save his life against me. No. 
Uh, oh yeah, so <laughs> so he did all that. Basically, did nothing. My first turn, I thought, oh, I'm gonna have a go at taking it pie well. So I so I put an order on the um, on the core. First order of the game, he crits my multi sniper aggro seal, and it's got shock ammo. So down she went. Oh wait, well, you like, you shot you shot Zoe. No, I shot Pywell. Like so, he was shooting me oh. in his turn, and I thought I'm just gonna try and shoot him in my turn because I'll be three dice, and he'll only have one dice, right? Yeah. So I'm just gonna odds are in my favor. Let's go for it, and he yep. crits me. Um, oh, he oh he, he crits, crits you. He crits me. Yeah. Oh. He crits me. So I go down. I'm like, oh well, okay. Oh well, never mind. And so that that failed. So what I did then is I dropped my Hellcat hmm. down. Again, on, on using the, the lovely landing rules, I was able to just put him, put her down right next to a car, I think, so allowing me to be in cover. Um, passed the roll, down she went, facing behind Pywell. Pywell failed his change facing roll, so she, I basically shot her with my combat rifle because I forgot that he had a adhesive launcher. But anyway, shot Pywell with my combat rifle. Pywell went down, then I glued it. Because you can glue it on yeah. his body. Then the zombot that was sitting next to Pywell shot that dead. Then put her. Then put the Hellcat into a suppressive fire. Then I had my killer hacker opposite, facing facing up against Brando Castro, or what I assumed was it was a camel marker that I was pretty confident was Brando Castro. Yeah. So I moved my 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 bandit around the corner. He revealed that it was Brando Castro. I revealed it was a killer hacker. Shot him with a light shotgun. I think I might have crit. I'm not sure if I crit. I basically just bet him on the roll. Brando went down. Mm. Then, of course, because the killer hacker also has an adhesive launcher, glued Brando. Brando's now glued. So I was like, okay, this is looking all right. I think I did a couple other things, but essentially I just um, moved my line of cards up, dropped some crazy koalas to stop Kusanagi from running into my lines. His next turn was spent taking out my Hellcat that was in suppressive fire. He moved my custodian up to try and take out my bandit. Um, unfortunately, a lucky shot from my TR bot from across the board dropped the custodian, who also happened to be his lieutenant. So in my second turn, I recamoed with the killer hacker, moved across to see the custodian, and glued the custodian as well. So I've now I now had the lieutenant and two specialists. Mm. Did did you know? The, the, at the beginning of the game, the custodian was the lieutenant. Well, yeah, I think it's open information. Yeah, yeah. it was just—it was funny because technically Hector, nor Hector or I, actually announced our oh, lieutenant, okay. but we both got Hector in our army, so we just—we uh, just assumed and obviously assumed correctly. Yeah. So by then, um, you know, the, the only thing that he had left that could obviously unglue these things was Zoe. Hmm. So I did, I did, I did a Raoul. So I dropped Raul. Now Zoe, now Zoe was in a building. I think you were talking about this pre-show that some of these buildings have little verandas on them. Yeah. So I managed to drop Raul on a essentially a balcony, out of line of fire, everything. Yeah. And then just ran him up the stairs. Oh, in nice. In close combat with Zoe. Knocked her down using the EM2CC weapon, knocked her unconscious, and also put her into the isolated state. So that was Zoe. All how, how, do you, how do you do both at the same time? So an EM2CC weapon does every hit, every hit you do, it does one normal damage against your fizz, plus it does two, B, you have to take two BTS saves as well. Oh, I always, I always, want, I always wondered about that because I always thought it was, you just you just forego any damage to isolate No, no, people. so you always get the damage, but if you crit, okay. it always does just EM damage. So you're just hitting them with like a shock baton or something like that. 
No, so it just if you just crit, it only does um, the, the crit goes on to the EM damage, and you still have to roll armor saves. Yeah, yeah no, so I, that, I, that's the disadvantage with the EM weapon is you can't you can't crit kill something. You yeah. have to you crit isolate it. No, I, I meant as in like, yeah. if if you were thinking about what he's hitting the person with in like in real life, it's like a shock yeah. baton or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's still hurting your face, yeah. and it's also like you know turning off all your equipment. Mm-hmm. So basically, did that. And, and yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I mean, again, like Luke had some really atrocious luck. He yeah. Didn't, he didn't manage to pass any of the rolls that he needed. Yeah. And then he failed three times. Oh, and then of course my heart case was in front of his in front of Kusanagi. Mm-hmm. So I think on his last turn he, he made a he made a play with Kusanagi, tried to discover my heart case and failed three times on three different models to discover her. I was like, oh dude, and he's just like. Luke, sacrifice. Like, Luke, this. if you're listening, sacrifice your dice. Know, Go was, and get some new ones. Uh, so it ended in a seven nil. Uh, went to me, so and and uh, so into the final round. How? What was? Uh, what, who was your opponent? Uh, my opponent was Chris, who came all the way from uh, Queensland. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah, he and he, he, actually, he he contacted me like I don't know. It was like it was like a week before the tournament, and he was just like, "Hey man, uh, I've signed up for your tournament." And uh, but I, it's funny because he signed up on OTM. He didn't sign up on the Facebook page or the Google. Oh, page. so he was trying so to find out how to pay or something. I had random dude on OTM. I was like, who the who the fuck's this guy? So I thought maybe it's just like someone's like, I don't know. So I actually deleted him from the oh. OTM. And he he emailed me going, hey man, sorry that's me. I was like, oh sorry. And so I was like, can you just fill in the document and the Google Doc and sign on to the Facebook page? So I know it's coming. So he did that, and uh, yeah, he flew all the way down. It was really great to yeah. really good to meet him. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could have given him a better game, especially because he he recognized me when I went from when I went up to uh, BrizCon. Mm. He recognized me, and I I didn't recognize him, but I had a lot of new faces to learn uh, while up there. But yeah, yeah no, he seemed like a really nice guy. He he he, he 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 was he, he was, and I I wish I could have given him a better game. Mm. Um, so as I, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, I haven't been wargaming a lot at all, mm. and I'm going pretty hard in the tournaments. And I've noticed that when I get to the third round of a day just i'm just wrecked so yeah, uh, insurance. yeah i just I, don't, I just don't have it so that he he was playing tunguska and i got no idea how to deal with like mm. a, a tunguska tunguska list i played um someone else before that had sort of more of just like a good a, a good list that'll be able to deal with anything a more nomad sort of uh play, like it, it, it was it was flavor. more it was more that it didn't it didn't really lean into the Tunguska flavor because I know what Chris ran for that for that game against you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and he had he had so he, his army was a lot of flash pulse bots. He had the uh, puppet masters. He had the uh, securitate. But he had a he had a, he had a core of uh, holoman as well, didn't he? No, 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 no. Oh, he had it. He had a party list. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. He had a um. Oh God! Someone had to play a core of of holoman. Yeah, yeah. For, I think oh. for Cross for hunting party had had a had a five core of of hollow men who with all with the diesel launchers, nasty. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, and then, uh, and then there's just a, a thing of securitate, a five man core of securitate standing on a building, pretty much seeing the entire building. A single hollow man. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just like a lot of orders to get them all done. Yeah. Um, and I, I I personally haven't figured out how to do uh, how to play steel phalanx. Um, when it's all about button button pressing and all that sort of thing, I did one game. Uh, Julian mentioned last week uh, on uh, Tic Tac Toe, where I probably the best performance I've had in pressing uh, buttons. But yeah, this one. Well, this was highly classified, so yeah, highly classified. Still haven't um, passed web checks of some form. Yeah, 
Uh, it's it's more it's more just like getting the specialist around the board. Mm. I'm really good at killing things. Yeah. Um, not so good at pressing the buttons. Mm. Uh, I haven't 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 quite got into the stabbing people's hands to stop them from pressing buttons yet. Right, yeah. Um, so we we flipped out the new classifieds, and I was crossing my fingers for like either like the recovering extremists mm-hmm. or the the one we new ones. Yeah, the new ones. Uh, we didn't get any of those. We got test run designation uh telemetry and retro engineering okay so that sounds okay yeah so um i'll get to that later i I wouldn't say some that are like meant for nomads just better his his army list was definitely better suited for getting that sort of thing yeah done and by the end of the first turn he had three of them completed right um yeah uh when to take when to take on his puppets and they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they're two wins. Well, essentially two wins. They're four wins. To actually get them off the board, they've got they're not one wound, then to low tech, yeah. then another wound, then they're into unconscious one, and then another wound into oh, conscious remote, two because right, they've got okay. remote presence. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I just I didn't have an answer to. Was he running them uh, the the forward observers or was it? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was well? forward forward observer. No, he was with the shock um, marksman, marksman okay. rifle. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he had a red fury in any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have an answer to what he was putting out. He had an answer to what I was putting out. And yeah, I was, I was, I was, yeah, I tired at the end of the end mm-hmm. of the tournament, mm-hmm. um, and just couldn't get my mind into that that game uh, properly. And Chris was just on point. Yeah. Right. Right. It was. F- like focused everything was towards the objective really well and having completed three objectives in his first turn he was able to focus on just stopping me um and use his last turn to finish the last objective yeah okay um so i that was a oh i think there was an another eight i think that was eight one mm-hmm. no I, I look i'm gonna say it was a 10 nil okay I'm gonna say it's a ten nil. It may have been an eight nil. Good game though. Uh, look, 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 no. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna say it was not a good game on no fault of Chris's. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was all on me. All it, on me. It was a schooling. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it. It. It definitely was. And oh, I wish I could have given him a better. Yeah. A, a better last game. Yeah, I was uh, I was hoping to face off against Chris. He seemed, seemed like a good player. I know I know Barry yeah. played him, and that, that sounded well. He was he was really good because I, I mentioned I, I mentioned that I I mentioned that I hadn't figured out like objective why like objective mission uh, still failing. So we had a big long conversation about how he ran them because he apparently ran them for eight months. Mm-hmm. So he was he was really he was really good about everything because i'm sure i'm sure i looked tired and well, probably yeah, you frustrated guys had like a big long chat next to the board next, next to the game uh, gaming tables after we were all like yeah you know, when we finished up so yeah you, yeah you so i'm trying to figure it out i it's mean good to have that it's good to have that like a good good discussion with the yeah. opponent after a game and you're not just moving to the next to next to next game yeah. and i uh, uh hector won the last comp- uh, tournament i was at and he lent me his list and i took some of the some of the yeah. things i noticed about his list yeah um, into my next one, even teased him a bit about him, mm. about it. And during our game, I was telling him, 
there was something I was like, oh, I made this list um, on your advice. You brought this on yourself. Yeah, right. So I had a bit of a laugh on that. But uh-huh. yeah, no, it was a, Chris, was a, Chris was a great opponent. I wish I could have been a better one for him. Yeah. All right. So um, <clears throat> going into round three, um, I had two major victories at this point, but I'd only sitting third or fourth at this point. Uh, on like uh, objective points. On objective points, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Hector, who you faced, and Callum... Yeah, so uh, yeah, last round I had two two major wins. Um, uh, top table was Callum and Hector. Um, yeah, and then I was playing against uh, another the other Henry brother, uh, Peter. Peter. Uh, so I played him at the narrative event. Yeah, he was running ISS. Oh no, I played him at the last yeah the last the last tournament as well, and he was running ISS. So he's running ISS again, and uh, Peter's a really great guy. And it was um, his list was. Fairly standard, so you had sort of Quan Chi, like a bunch of Quang Chi, Quang Chi control diet device, Rushi, Sujan with Spitfire, Flash Pulse, Bot, uh, CM with HMG, uh, he had a Ninja, Killer Hacker, and I saw the text with a couple of bots running around. That the, the existence of those Quan Chi's with the Quan Chi yeah, controller put the pretty, fear of God in me. They're pretty good. Well, and I was running my, the same last I ran for Highly Classified, so I went back to the, the Brawler Harris. And, and whatnot. So for acquisition and yes, other, the one I used uh, for acquisition. Yeah. yeah. So we went back to that list again. So I won the roll. Um, mm-hmm. I was really not sure if I wanted to go first or second for this one. Um, I figured because it's highly classified, we're going to want to try to accomplish the the objectives. But I also knew that he had some really strong attack pieces in the CN yeah. and the Sujan. So I just wanted to see if I could get rid of them early on, and then I could just yeah, you know, accomplish my objectives. Before you, go on, huh? before you go on, what were your objectives? So my objectives, yeah. So it's funny because you said the same thing. You did not get any of the new ones and neither did I. Oh. We got uh, retro engineering, test run, experimental drug, and I think it was like telemetry, one of those things. My my, my own one I had was uh, extreme, extreme Prejudice. And I think he had, um, I forget where it was now. Uh, could have been one of the, one of the hacking ones. My, mine, mine was the only new one I had. Net undermining, but I didn't get to do that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, yeah. So I was a bit disappointed because I did kind of um, sort of base the list on trying to accomplish those new ones. So kind of why I had the Hellcat yeah. again. So, you know, so I could accomplish the medium infantry and the veteran ones. So in summary, what happened was I thought I'll just try and go for a specialist. So I thought the Sofatec is going to be the prime candidate. If I can kill that, he won't be able to do any of his doctoring engineering ones. However, it was surrounded by Quang Shi. <laughs> so the whole idea of going taking a specialist went out the window in turn one as I dropped in, uh, tried to drop in my Hellcat next to the building where his CN was. And my Hellcat had a deployable repeater. So the idea was to put him in there, drop a repeater, and then use Uhahu to disable him. And then I could go and do whatever I needed to do. Yeah. Uh, so he tried dropping in, failed my role. He scattered, thankfully scattered into total cover, nice. so he lived. I ran him out and dropped a repeater within eight inches of the CN. Mm-hmm. The Hellcat then got devoured by a Rushi and a bunch of other stuff. I then dropped in Raul, and pretty much in the same place as the Hellcat. Actually, no, I dropped him in on the roof next to the CN, but on a level down, so the CN couldn't see him. Nice. And also far enough in the corner that the Kuang Shi on the ground couldn't get him with a chain rifle. Okay. So 
Um, which again is like every game, every all three of my games today or that that day were. Where can I put Raul without needing a template in the most annoying position possible? So managing to do that there was was I was pretty happy with that. So you drop him down next to this building. So you, so you really got a lot of mileage out of that oh, assisted yeah. jump. Oh, I did. That was it I, was fantastic. So I, I had net rods in my um, last round. Yeah. Um, and it really does help to like be able to get that perfect sixteen inches away from any edge. So if you oh, do yeah. scatter, you don't lose your net rod. Yeah. Um. You picked the loudest thing sorry, you could do. Sorry, we just got the. That's <laughs> all right. We just had the dog coming in. She's thirsty for some water. Isn't that right, girl? Uh. So I had. Uh. Where, where was it? Oh yeah. So Raul dropped in, put him prone, and crawled him up the ladder. I uh, crawled him up the stairs. Okay. To stay out of line of sight of everything. And uh, then sort of put him into line of sight of the scene. And uh, they exchanged fire with each other. I think I bet him and managed to do a wound to the CN. Yeah. And then kept crawling and prone. And also at this point I want so to did, remind did, want to remind your listeners the CN was also prone. So I ra- I moved the my I moved Raul prone into base contact with the CN who was prone. And that's pretty much where they stayed for the rest of the game. So, so I had a prone Raul and see it my CN just like so, eh, uh, I, I, having I, a wee slap fest on the ground. I like to imagine more that they Put their differences aside and decided to snuggle just had, just for the, a nice, a yeah, nice, like a, a nice like a, just spooned for the entire round. So yeah, so that that happened there. Uh, so I did that. I, I, oh yeah, I tried to hack. Oh, that was the thing. I tried before I moved Raul and I tried to hack the CM with the with the Uhahu so that I would get an unopposed shot with my boarding shotgun. Hmm. At this point, Peter then revealed that a killer hacker within eight inches of my deployment of Peter. I was like, oh no. So Uhahu. Quickly redirected his efforts to reset against the killer hacker. Thankfully, managed to pass my BTS rule, and then just went. I'm not not going to try that again. So that's when Raul went in, and then they they had a lot of fisty cuffs on the floor, but nothing nothing happened. I think, yeah, I think I managed to fail my rules, and he didn't manage to do any damage to me. What's Raul's martial arts? He's CC twenty two, and he's got natural born warrior, which gives him oh, a plus a good three, one. so it makes him plus. It makes him twenty five. Did you use the plus three, or did you use the cancel out? Well, the CN doesn't have martial arts. Yeah. No, it's, my, my, it's CC nineteen with a CC weapon, but it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not really a martial threat. arts. No. So that was it, and then, so in Peter's first turn, he tried to move the Sujan, poked him around the corner. That bloody, the peas really do pee. Uh, poked him around the corner, and got crept by my MSV two brawler. Which wait, which which bot was this? The, the the sorry oh sorry the Sujan sorry. The Sujan. The catbot. Oh, the catbot. Yes. Love that thing. So the catbot was on, was on a building in combat form. Poked around the corner to have a look at my MSV tube brawler. Fired a spitfire at him. Uh, and then I crit. And then he failed his armor save. So down went the Sujan. So the Sofa Tech went, okay, I'm going to heal you up. Gone back up again. Spent another on the Sujan. I crit him again. Sujan went down again. And he's like, oh... Are we are, are we not certain that the Henry brothers aren't cursed? So yeah, and then he spent all of his command tokens on re-rolling, trying to get Sujan back up, and failed every time. So the Sujan was dead, and he had lost all his command. Actually, I think he had one command token left. He was wanting to save it, so he let the Sujan die, and the game kind of went like that from then on. He tried repositioning the Rushi to take on my brawler, but then forgot that my brawler has MSV as well. So that ended up being a 
uh, I think I ended up killing him as well. Um, he did end up, and then on the other side of the board, where the, the CN and Raul were having a lot of fisticuffs on the ground, he managed to move the Quang Shi up the stairs and ran him into combat with Raul. Mm-hmm. So I and then got a lucky crit on Raul with a knife. So managed to, I think I think he'd only put a wound on Raul with um, with uh, with the CN, and then just got a lucky crit on the. Uh, with this, with the uh, with the Quang Shi, so down down he went. Uh, I did manage to take out the Quang Shi on the way down, and managed to isolate the CN, who also happened to be his lieutenant. So I didn't manage to kill the CN, but I, he was isolated. So he went into round two or round three with loss and loss of lieutenant. That point, pretty much at that point, I was in the lead because I think I had done test run. I think I don't think I doctored anything, but I'd had test run. I had retro engineering because I'd managed to move my Ermandino up to his HVT through smoke, and whip check that. I love I love the idea of the Ermandino, an engineer with impetus. An Ermandino is fantastic for eight points. Smoke grenades. Like, yeah, eight smoke, po- an eight point eight specialist. Fourteen, and he's a specialist. So, like, yeah, jealous. The amount of times I'll just run him alongside like a combat remote, and he'll just if, if you know if he survives long enough, he can heal him up. If he doesn't, he's fizz fourteen with throwing smoke. He's got booty, which sometimes can be handy, but um, otherwise, yeah, he's he's a he's a bit of a beast. You can put you can pull some pretty ridiculous things out of a booty table. You, you can, yeah, you can. So yeah, so I had that retro engineering, but as I said, I tried to kill the sofa tech, but that all went out the window in turn one. So Peter still had a sofa tech, so he had one turn to get the sofa tech to try and do all the classifies he hadn't done yet. So on my last turn, I went stuff this. I got my CSU. I ran the CSU from the deployment zone all the way to his deployment zone, tanking BTS saves from his flash pulse block. That was the only thing that could really see him. <laughs> all the way up. Do, CSU, do, do you like, know what you rolled for the metachemistry? Uh, I rolled like plus one feathers on that. It was pretty, oh. pretty shit. So he kept tanking, tanking saves, killed a Kong Shi on the way, came around the corner, light shotgunned the Sophitect. Sophitect went down. Like obviously he also threw the Nolan Ding cap. Then came around the corner and extreme prejudiced the Rushi that was down. So basically that got me, I think, three out of the four classifieds plus the classified in my hand. And because nice. I killed the Sophitect, he couldn't he couldn't do any 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 of the others. So he think. just called it at his last turn. Well no, he did he I think he might have done his last turn because the only thing he was trying to do was Maybe maybe just attrition, maybe a few points on, on to kill a few more things, but oh yeah, he, he only really had Kwong Shi left. So yeah, so at that point we just we called it. It was a nine two win to me. So I, yeah, that, that that was it. I finished second overall the day. Callum finished first with his. He was running OSS, I think, wasn't he? I never. I think I he was running. Yeah, yeah, I think he was running Vedic. So and Callum's a really good player. I think I was lucky as well. I didn't I didn't get to play Callum or Hector. I I sort of. Must have just kept my score just low enough that I was never on the top table. Oh, yeah. But I managed to sneak into like second place at the end. I think yeah. I was like three points behind uh, Callum on objective points. So yeah, I was pretty happy. It was like my best result of ever. <laughs> I think yeah. I've never done that, that well in a tournament before, so I was pretty impressed. And and I was TOing, which was like an extra. Yeah, you did you did a really good job of keeping it all together, especially while you were playing. Thank you. Yeah, I think I had a really good day. I think everyone else yeah. had a pretty pretty fun day. Yeah, I mean, House House of War. If it wasn't for the fact that it's all the way out and the east of Melbourne is a great yeah. place to to play. If you live in the east, it's great. If you don't live in the east, it's not great. I live 
five minutes away from me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm I'm like twenty minutes drive away, and it's such yeah. a big place. It's got its own bar, you know. It's got it's got a good selection of so many uh, so many games. The terrain for Infinity is a little bit lacking, but it's because it's like a it's it's a, it's a terrain intensive game anyway. And they've got like they run you know they run forty k, they run fantasy, they run uh, Malifaux and I... all sorts of other games there. So. I've seen like a person who I would consider they have a lot of terrain for Infinity, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of terrain. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, um... it, it it would it would take up an insane amount of space in a store like that to have an entire tournament's worth of terrain yeah. in a shop. Yeah. Um, so, but um, we're, we're we're lucky in Melbourne. A lot of people have the tables that they can bring in. Yeah, so we're really lucky, and I I, I actually um, should mention as well that. Uh, uh, Garrett uh, from Verg Gaming Designs um, mm. uh, kindly gave me some of his objective tokens. So the really nice ones that I gave away at the end, or the ones we use for acquisition yeah, with the the wolf on the front. Yeah, I nicked three when you said we could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I've got like twenty of them or something like that. So yeah. I was quite happy just for people to to take them away because mm. the objective tokens are always something that having people do lack. Like somebody has a lot of them and then nobody else has any. Yeah. So yeah, so that was great to have him to donate those to the to the events. That was it. Um, anything else about the tournament that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I guess I guess that was our first tournament on the season, with season ten. Yeah. And I've already spoken in depth about how much I love the AD rules and how much I think it really contributed to my um, games. On, on, yeah, well, on you, you, d- you definitely got your mileage out of, out of that um, AD buff. Yeah, I mean, that was two out of three games where I deployed them on a roof hmm. and was you know outline of fire of everything else, but within. Like you know, within like striking distance of whatever I wanted to kill with Rahul. Yeah, I mean, and like you know, when you and when you put the support wear down, he's dropping in on sixteen. Yeah, so it's it's pretty, you know, it's 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 worth the chance. It's yeah. worth the risk. I mean, I, I got a little bit of that with the net rods in my my last round. Just helped me help me place them because there was a lot of terrain where the argument could definitely be made that I wouldn't have been able to put that circular template yeah. down. Cause... Although I heard that because their equipment, they don't actually benefit from that rule. But that might be a question for the... For the I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Yeah. I don't know if it's changes AD, like aerial or deployment, or changes troops yeah. with it or something like that. Because I would have like thought that. it's still got AD. It doesn't matter if it's a piece of equipment. But well, I, te- I te- te- technically, it's a... Technically, it's a... um. Because it's not a trooper, is it? Or is it a trooper? No, it's an AI. It's an AI beacon, beacon and right. then AI the its deployment type is wrapped up in its um, uh, AI beaconness. So, so you might be, you that. might be right. I might have done the wrong. Didn't infect them. He whooped my ass. Yeah. The the only thing I really noticed was the uh, bravery, medium infantry getting to go forwards. Yeah. Which is not huge for most. Did you see any medium armies infantry? on that day that benefited from it? Well, I think I didn't get this. I didn't get to see it, but I definitely think OSS. And just Aleph in general mm-hmm. get an advantage uh, for it because they've got a lot of medium infantry that don't have the medium infantry movements. That they've still got four four. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. one of them, the new one, the like the Arjuna? Uh, 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 Arjuna? Arjuna. Yeah, it's, it's, it's six like two. Six, six two. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you've got medium infantry that are moving up that aren't slow. You don't have that disadvantage. They're already sixteen inches up the uh, yeah. up the board. Up the board um, as well, yeah. And the, the biggest one, the one that gets the most advantage is the proxy mark five it's oh, already yeah. got forward deployment one it gets mm. up to two you get the mark two one you can pretty much put it in a good spot and then first order is just put it in suppressive fire and that, mm. is that the one with the two submachine guns it can but you yeah. can but if you're going to deploy deployment 
deploy it that much, you can put it in Suppressor 5 with the Mark II. Yeah. And it's got an X visor, so you're on zeros the entire range, man. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So, well, we're just going to finish off the show talking uh, really quickly about the lieutenant role. First, thing, almost the first thing you do in the game. Yeah, yeah, it's something that I think we maybe touched on briefly during the recap. Uh, we were sort of talking about who won the rule off and you know the the decision going forward. I know personally when I went into that tournament, I didn't know which way I wanted to go. I was going to wait until I saw my opponent, saw the table, and then decide on the mission and decide there and then. Whereas with when I was playing Hack and Slam, I felt most of the time if I won, I'd go first. Yeah, well, I mean. I mean, I, I, when I went to BruiseCon the first time, I spent a long time, because we were playing, that was the first time I played Acquisition, thinking about how I would deal with if I won the role or if I lost the role. Mm-hmm. And all I, can, all I can say is almost always, if you win the role, do not choose to go second. Well, yeah, choose, choose table sides. Yeah, choose the deploy second yeah. and the table sides, because at the very least you've got two advantages by choosing the side you want and the and second deployment yeah um i mean and... that's just that, that that's a case of just remember because even when i was starting the game i was like oh i want to go second oh no but i don't want to say i want to go second i want to i want to pick sides yeah but at the same time it it really depends on like mo- most of the time you're going to pick to either go first or deploy second and choose the sides. That's right. Yes. That those are the two those are basically the so if you boil it down those are the, those are your yeah. two options, right? Yeah. I mean like, let's let's just ignore the idea of going second because that's a very it's a clinch case. You're not you know you have to have a very specific set of skills if you want to choose to go second and you win the roll off. Yeah. Well, I mean uh but like so I just want to ask like what do you as running steel phalanx generally do when you win the roll off? Do you have a, like, I'm going to go first? Or do you go, is it like, how much of it is the mission? How much of it is the opponent? How much of it is just like, oh, I'll try something different? Still, Phalanx is tilted so much to punching your opponent in the face that it's almost never worth trying to get that second turn. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of, you've got almost an entire army that can be filled with ODD. You've got, no wound in cap um yeah heavy infantry are really good heavy infantry you don't have like a riot girl or like a mobile regatta which is like that lower point heavy mm-hmm, infantry mm-hmm. you've got achilles you've got hector yeah well, that's really almost all you've got you even got ajax all of those have two have at least two wounds mm-hmm. the ones that don't have three wounds have no wound in um incapacitation yeah. well you've got a lot of like one wound no wound no wound in cap as well so you've got a lot of pseudo wounds as well as two two plus yeah. wounds as well. let me th- th- those are on the smaller guys yeah and when you whenever you're picking to go second it's generally hold something mm-hmm. like you know uh, be in base-to-base contact with this objective or um that object objective but yes steel phalanx just doesn't have the doesn't just doesn't have the defense yeah it doesn't have it, it, it doesn't, doesn't have the aero aero well it's because it has pretty good aero presence i mean you've got like you can have like two two a couple of fire teams you know with yeah person six cents and you can have tr bots and you've got your agamas not agamas agamas whatever they're called the the, the problem is the, the the only issue is fitting enough of that to yeah. to deal with going um going second. going second yeah it, it 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 i would say yeah that's generally true 
if it wasn't for the rest of the other filler to the army, the guys that have to go up and do the objectives weren't so expensive. So on the on that tournament, did you? How many times did you go first, and how many times were you second? Uh, I went first. The 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 first round, I went first, uh-huh. and that was that was one where my opponent decided to go second. Yeah. And as, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I was like, I re- I remember having that debate in my head of. Yeah. And he, he sort of had it out loud. He was thinking mm. out loud. Mm-hmm. He, he was saying he wanted to hold the objective and he needed yeah. to do that at the end of the game. Yeah. Therefore, he'll go second. Yeah, and that's, um, and, that's, and that's definitely what... Oh, sorry. You hit on a very good point there. That's definitely where I get my... gets lost in my own head a little bit as yeah. well when we're playing uh, like Frontline or yeah. Acquisition. Anything that's scored at the end of the game, I go, well, I want that ability. Yeah. To make a rush for the objective. To to not be countered or, by the in the your opponent's yeah, last. Bring turn. something on from the. Bring something on from the. Sorry, we're, we're, we've got the watchdogs out. It's just monitoring oh. our. I want my health back. Yeah. <laughs> um, do I'm you think? Speechless. Yeah, she's left me My partner's left me speechless. Thanks, Brittany. Um, where was I? What was I saying again? Oh, I was just got distracted second. by your dog, you're, you're honestly. Just stroking, you're just stroking the dog. You're talking about getting in your own head when you have yeah, to yeah, make the yeah, decision. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I, get, I get in my own head a little bit. I have like, well, I had this I had this tactic. I had this plan. And I, I'm i now going, well, actually, if I can just hold off for one turn, I can mm. get the last turn. But uh, I, th- I, think, I, think, I think that's going to come... And, and also, it's, 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 it's actually quite rare. It's, in my head, again, I'm thinking, oh, shit, I'm going I'm to get alpha striked. But it's very rare the amount of opponents that do that. Like Steel Phalanx are one of the only opponents like you. And anytime I play Steel Phalanx is one of the few times where I dread going second because I'm just waiting for Achilles to come over that mountain and come over that hill and just yeah. start swinging and blasting a Spitfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got to you've got to make sure that you can f- focus on what's important and. Uh, I've even got it here. Is when if you win the role, mm-hmm. you make a decision based on the mission yep. that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Then your army, then your opponent's army, and then the board. The board's always going to be secondary. Is that so? Is that in order? So mission, army. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the fair... mission and army can be really close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I went to when I went to Rizcon, while someone was. Um, running the Joan Payne train. Yeah. Anyone doesn't know it's Joan of Arc and four hospitalers. Yeah. I did the oh I want to go I want to go second, but I don't want to say that I'm going second. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll deploy yeah, second deploy. Yeah, yeah. and pick my side. Yeah. But he can look at his army and say, I've got this insane amount of armor and these insane amount of wounds and I have two doctors. Yeah. And everything's heavy infantry. They they can he can weather that first turn. Yeah, he can weather they, that can... first turn, even if I know where he was. Yeah. Also, it it, it wasn't acquisition we were playing. It was. Sorry, the dog keeps drinking water. It was um, the one with the really odd deployment with boxes on either side. Oh okay. Oh power pack. Power pack. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So you you can if your army is something really unique. Mm. I mean, if you had, if you went, if you did Vedic and decided to take two Maruts, because you can now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you, unless you were playing 400 points, you just won't, you wouldn't do that. I mean, you can troll people, it is still two Maruts. Mm. 
yeah, if you have something weird like that, then maybe second, like just choosing to go second, mm-hmm. can be worth it. Because mm. you know you can we- you know you can weather it, and it just gives you that advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, there's if you win, there's two choices. You say I go first, or deploy mm-hmm. second and pick the sides. And if you, well, I mean, whatever you have, whatever you, whatever. If you lose, then your resp- your response is just dictated by what the person who won. Which is sometimes what I would rather happen at times. Maybe it's sometimes, my yeah. Lack of being able to make a, a concise decision, or or I don't want to have to live with the fact that I made a wrong choice, which yeah. which has happened at the at the narrative event that we were um, at. Hmm. I made a really really bad call on. Did you choose to go second? I did because I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna go second because. I've been listening to these podcasts and they've all said going seconds better. Well, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. They haven't actually said that, but that's what I interpreted, right? And I thought, I'm going to try and go second because I want to see where my opponent deploys and counter deploy. Yeah. Um, and it didn't work at all because I, I, I was playing Hakazam. I had Tariq. I really should have been going first. But what ended up happening is those games I chose to go second, my I would hide because I had really didn't really have very good ARO pieces. Hmm. Um, then they would move up, go into suppressive fire, and then I'd have to run Tariq through a gauntlet. Yeah, and it was it was just really hard to do. Yeah, I, um, I've had the same thing. I had yeah. in Steel Phalanx. I don't know if I chose to go second or I ended up going second. Yeah. But yeah, a auto sergeant with an um, auxiliar bot flamethrower mm-hmm. just started tearing things to pieces. Yeah. It's, yeah. You, like, you, you're gonna. I mean, you're always gonna be prepared to go second because you can't guarantee you're gonna win. Even if you've got the avatar who has, the, I think, the highest whip in the game, mm. it doesn't guarantee that you're not gonna roll no, a one and a one, your opponent's yeah. gonna roll just anything but a one and one, lower yeah. than his whip. Yeah. And it, it's a consideration that I, when you had Hakasam, you would have been a pretty newer player. Uh, well, no, this was after I had my Hakasam stolen, oh, so but okay. I still had the remnants left. But I had Tariq, and I really wanted to run him. But so, I mean, I guess there's, you know, an, an aside, I guess, of uh, the, the list wasn't optimal. But um, yeah. I, that was definitely a, a point where I was like, no, I need to, I need really need to look at the board, look at the mission, yeah. look at my army and go, should it, would it actually be better if I went first? Yeah. Or would it be better if I went second? Because when I, um, since I started running Starcool, I've really enjoyed, and maybe you might be able to tell me if this is even legal or not. And listeners, you can also tell me if I've been cheating or not. But when I uh, if I choose to go second with my Starcoal list, and it's usually a list, it's usually in games where I'm not, where maybe I don't want to drop Raul down on turn one and mm-hmm. you know, get get started on the killing, I will hold my MSV2 Brawler, who's part of the Harris team, back as my reserve model. Yeah. And I will wait. You know, I will wait for them to deploy everything. I'll have my brawlers down on the ground somewhere you know in a fairly loose sort of formation because i'll usually have two brawlers on a csu mm-hmm. so that looks like a harris yeah so i'll put them down around the corner like covering the corners and then like around a building with a vantage point and then my last model will be my msv2 brawler and then i'll go and i'm forming a harris with the msv2 brawler and the two brawlers on the ground hmm. and, and i've had a few times where the parents gone oh i didn't know you could do that and I'd be like, I think, I don't see why you can't. And did, did, now did, they've got an MSV2 brawler where they didn't expect it to be did, did, in, a, did, in, a, in a Horus. Did, there's, a, there's a point where you've got to like declare your fire, fire, yeah, and fire teams. It, and, it, and it's, it's after deployment. Yeah. 
Yeah, which that's, is, that's which is obviously that's after fine. you put your last reserve on. Yeah, so I did that a few times, and I found that really worked worked really well for going second. It's the same thing as like when you take Patroclus and Achilles. It's just a mind game at that point of which one's the real Achilles, which yeah. one's the real Patroclus. Um, another another advantage for Aleph is Patroclus is um it's also medium infantry. Okay, so is there anything else we'd want to uh, talk about with regards to the lieutenant role? Uh, I mean. So it's always nice to use it to disadvantage your opponent depending on what army they've got. So if they've got something that you know is going to take you out in the first turn, you're going to be left with half your orders or mm. none of your good pieces. Um, then in, if, even if you wanted to go second, it's probably worth taking the dis- the advantage away from your opponent. But yeah. That's I, a good point, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you've, you've only got a few, like, a few yeah. choices. It's... It seems like a really complicated choice because you've got going first, going second, deploying first, deploying second, mm-hmm, and which mm-hmm. table side. But really, it boils down to two decisions because any other decision gives too much of an advantage to your opponent. So you pick, oh, yeah, yeah, you pick, no, yeah. you pick to the, go first. Ignore those other decisions. Yeah, so there are pick. two decisions you make and you can overthink it. And I, I actually, I like what you said there about the about just denying your opponent. If you if you if mm. if if, it, if if you don't really know what you want to do, yeah. what do you not want the opponent to do? Yeah. And that's that's definitely something I would think about with Steel Phalanx. We're yeah. like, well, I don't really need to go first, but I don't want to give them first. Exactly. So if you're struggling so, to decide, my army's got a good AROs, mm. but I don't know if it's good enough to deal with a first turn charge of the Joan Train or the uh, a, a Steel mm. Phalanx or something like that. It's probably worth your while yeah just taking that first turn because even even armies that have good aros you still got second turn to put yourself in an even better position you still get your first yeah. turn to put yourself, yeah. put yourself in an even better position and also um like if you don't have super you know if you do decide to go first and your opponent turtles up and maybe you're not you know you didn't you you, you only went first because you didn't want to give your opponent first turn hmm. So that means maybe your army hasn't got any real good alpha strike pieces in it. Yeah. But what you can do is if they've then turtled up, then you can just use that first turn to move into the midfield, get into suppressive fire, and do make it objectives. really difficult for them to do anything. Yeah. So that's that's that's, that's a good point as well. You can you can sort of you know blunt their yeah. first turn. You know. And yeah. other than the pretty much other than the senior with neurokinetics, nothing's better in ARO than it is in just yeah. straight out shooting and and, and like yeah it's, it's rare that I, I run a list without a TR bot I mean I, I, I try because I sometimes feel like it's a bit of a crutch but I just if I don't have something that's a good aero piece like a fire like a fire like a core fire team mm-hmm. um, and I, I tend not to run core fire teams for Starcool because I don't really like any of them except the riot girls but they're a big investment yeah. I'll, I'll like to run a TR bot just, just so it gives me something that I can return fire with I mean, there's, there, there, there are a few armies where the TR bot is not a good decision. Yeah. I don't take him in Steel Phalanx often only because... You run out of points. Yeah, I run, I run out of points. Yeah. I run out of SWC. And I don't have the hackers to support it. I don't have the engineers yeah. to support to support it. Um, I, I used to try and always take it in um, there, um, take a TR bot, and I just stopped because it was just too, it was just too difficult to to fit in and it just blunted yeah. some sort of team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do then, shall it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been Kevin. I've been Jacob. And that was Lost Lieutenant. Thanks for listening.